Welcome to the First Player Token Podcast, a short podcast for folks who enjoy playing board games with family and friends. I'm your host, Derek Bruff. In this episode, we see if Jack can steal the goose that lays golden eggs from the giant at the top of the beanstalk in The Blood of an Englishman. Fee fi fo fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Be he living or be he dead, I'll grind his bones to mix my bread. So says the giant at the top of the beanstalk in the English fairy tale Jack and the Beanstalk. In the story, young Jack foolishly gives away the family cow for some magic beans. His mother isn't happy about this, and she throws the beans out the window. The next morning, a huge beanstalk reaches up to the sky. Jack climbs the beanstalk and finds a giant's castle at the top. Jack promptly robs the giant, then climbs back down the beanstalk. The giant gives chase, fee fi fo fum but Jack gets to the ground first and chops down the beanstalk, leading the giant to fall to his death. At least that's the way I remember Jack and the Beanstalk. It was in a book of fairy tales I had when I was a kid, a book full of creepy monsters, children in peril, and lots of death. If I were to find this book in my attic somewhere or my mom's attic, I'm not sure that I would actually give it to my kids today. I'm sure there are other versions of Jack and the Beanstalk, since the tale is very old, It first appeared in print in England in 1734, but it was already old then. Recently, some anthropologists did some linguistic phylogenetic research on fairy tales, and they concluded that Jack and the Beanstalk is likely around 5,000 years old, originally told in a now-extinct Indo-European language. I'm going to move this right here, this right here. Okay and this somewhere. Do you remember that you can take a card from the back and put it on your stock? One action. Nice. Okay. Um, like a seven. <laughs> oh, you can take a seven right there. Okay. Eight. No, 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 you don't need any more. You have six. So now you can take a treasure of your choice. Yeah, you can take a treasure of your choice. No. I'm gonna take. Uh, nope, I'm gonna take. Um, Alright. Nice. So you have your first beanstalk. I have a first beanstalk! <laughs> Somewhat more recently, in 2016, Renegade Games published a two player card game inspired by Jack of the Beanstalk called The Blood of an Englishman. One player takes on the role of Jack, attempting to steal the giant's treasure through a series of quick little moves, and the other player is the giant trying to stop Jack. The game was designed by Dan Kassar, and he said in an interview that he read his young son the Jack and the Beanstalk story one night, and the kid went around shouting fee-fi-fo-fum for days afterwards. He wanted to capture some of that energy in a game, and The Blood of an Englishman is the result. As you can hear, the game had the intended effect in our house. Fee, fi, fo, fum. I declare war on you. (laughs) The Blood of an Englishman consists of 50 cards, including 36 beanstalk cards, numbered 1 through 9, with 4 copies of each number. There are 8 giant cards, labeled fee, fi, fo, and fum, with 2 copies of each of those utterances. 
and six treasure cards, two bags of gold, two geese that lay golden eggs, and two singing harps. One fun thing about the art in the game, uh, which is by Chris Ostrowski, is that the fee, five, foe, and fum cards all feature the same illustration of the giant, but he gets closer to the viewer in each card in the sequence, giving the jack player a sense of his impending doom. To set up the game, you shuffle all the cards together and lay them out face up in five stacks of 10 cards each. It looks a little bit like the game of Solitaire, but with all the cards face up, all the stacks having the same number of cards, and of course, illustrations of giants and beanstalks. The jack and the giant players take turns, with jack getting three small actions each turn, and the giant getting one big action each turn. Jack is trying to build three beanstalks by taking cards from the front or the back of the stacks in the display. Once Jack gets six cards with increasing values, skipping numbers is allowed, so you can do it with one, two, three, four, five, six, but you could also do it with one, two, three, five, seven, nine, for instance. Once Jack has a beanstalk like that, he then takes a treasure from the display to put on top. If Jack does this three times with each of the three different treasures, he wins the game. Jack will generally be taking cards on his turn to make his beanstalks, but if the right cards aren't available, again, either at the front or the back of the five different stacks, Jack can use his actions to dig them out by moving a card from the front of one stack to another stack, or from the back of a stack to the front of a stack. I am going to destroy the seven. No! Who's mean? Rude of you. Well, I can still get one next turn, but. It's your turn, yeah. I only get to do one thing. Hack. Thank you. And thank you. Alright, so you got two beanstalks. <laughs> I'm gonna be choosing this in just two turns. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that, that second beanstalk took like two seconds to make. I know. That was really fast. <laughs> the giant, as I mentioned, gets just one action per turn, but it's a big one. He can either take four cards from the front of one stack and move them to the front of another stack, keeping them in order, or he can select one of the numbered cards, the beanstalk cards, and discard it from the display entirely. I like to think of this as a giant ripping out a huge chunk of the beanstalk, making it harder for Jack to do what he needs to do. To win, the giant needs to line up the fee, fi, fo, and fum cards vertically next to each other in a stack, or horizontally across the front of four stacks, or the giant can rip out enough beanstalk cards so that Jack can't possibly win. The Blood of an Englishman is an asymmetric game, since the jack player and the giant player have different actions and different goals. It's also a perfect information game, since there are no surprises for either player, except what the other player does. All the cards are face up at the start of the game, and there's no random element in the gameplay. It's like chess in that sense, another perfect information game. The Blood of an Englishman is also pretty easy to learn, especially if you've played Solitaire and are familiar with the idea of moving cards from one stack to another. Mm. Right there. Alright, now you just need a harp. Where's the harp? They're in the middle of those two. Come tracks. on! Why do you do that? <laughs> Dude, what's so mean? Alright, so that was one turn? That was one thing? That was. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I need that from happening. So I'm gonna take that over here. Okay. I'm gonna take that over here. 
Okay, and you're done. And I'm done. That's your three turns. I love that the blood of an Englishman is so thematic. With Jack's three small actions per turn, it feels a little like you're the agile young Englishman dashing between the giant's feet to steal a goose. The giant, in contrast, is slow and mighty with one powerful action to take each turn. I also love that there's an arc to the game, with Jack having lots of options at the start of the game, invariably leading to the Jack player assembling their first two beanstalks very quickly. But as cards leave the stacks either because Jack is taking them or the giant is discarding them, Jack's job gets a lot harder as the game progresses. And with fewer numbered cards in the stacks, the giant cards, the ones labeled Fee, Fi, Fo, and Fum, are easier for the giant to surface and win with. This puts Jack more and more on the defense as the game progresses, making for some tough choices and tight outcomes. So now... And now you're forced to do something. I don't have four cards to move. So you're going to have to eliminate something. I could rip something, but then you'll win. Yeah, but I think, I think that's the only me. thing you have that you can yeah. do. Unless I can win on this turn. There's no but my fees are in the turn. wrong place. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, look at that fees behind the harp, which the I want. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the problem, is that I didn't have an extra <laughs> five. My fees are here. Oh. Just delete a card. Fi and fum. Like that one. Or that one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, I think I'm done. Oh. Yes, baby! <laughs> I win! Well done, Jack. The Blood of an Englishman plays in about 15 to 30 minutes, and we almost always play it twice in a row. Sometimes it's because the losing player wants a rematch, and other times we like to swap the jack and giant rolls in our second game. The box says the game is for ages 10 and up, but I think you could play it with kids as young as 7 or 8. Since it is a perfect information game, it's easy to give hints to your younger opponent if they get stuck. The Blood of an Englishman is one of my favorite two-player games. It's a great introduction to asymmetric games, and it retails for just $16 US. And when you play it, you'll hear things like this. Fee, fi, fo, fo, I declare war on you, and I am a giant. <laughs> That's it for this episode of the First Player Token Podcast. See the show notes for photos of the blood of an Englishman, as well as updated links to my socials, which have changed a lot in recent months. And if you found this or any episode of the podcast useful, please share it on social media or with a friend. I've been your host, Derek Bruff. Thanks for listening. Now it's time to play some games. <laughs> Why is there so much beeping? Let me see what's saying. Beep, beep, beep. What is that? Beep, beep, beep. It's not the door. It's not the kitchen door. <laughs> I don't know what that is. How, how, how would I know? <sighs> So, is it on fire? I have some fees. Something's probably on fire. Where's my other uh, It stopped. Yeah. I think it's just a fridge. Yeah. It's probably just a fridge. Or the oven. The oven might have caught on fire. <laughs> I don't care about the oven kitchen fire. Hey! Do you know what these are? They're called games. Can you say game?
Yeah. Beep, beep.